It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. It's <laughs> an old song. There it is. This is an old song. Hey, y'all, welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. It's good to be with you, Pastor Toby. Uh, I'm the water boy. And we still, because Knox isn't here, we still have got Joe Vandal in the studio. Cheers. Joe Vandal, cheers. Knox Vandal. Yep. Knox Vandal. Knox, your skin is looking really pale. <laughs> What's happened to you? And your eyebrows, they're very large. Knox is still in Arizona, so the only way to fly Knox back is join our club. I mean, that's, that's almost the only way. <laughs> almost. Almost the only ne way. Nearly. Yeah. Nearly the only way. Um, want to remind you that the Grace Agenda Conference is coming up in August and um tickets are nearly gone so like it the registration opened on on monday hustle up uh, and uh, I'm, I'm told that hundreds of you have registered uh the, the pre-conferences are sold out yeah. uh for the men and women uh the theme of the, this year's conference is good education in the badlands mm. um and so um the, you know christian education is is central uh to taking the fight back um uh to um the unbelievers the darkness in this oh, world um so come to moscow Idaho. I mean, if you uh, don't show up, I mean, it's, it's like you're saying you don't love your kids. I mean, that's almost, <laughs> or, almost how serious that is. Or it was sold out and you couldn't. Yeah, that's but, true. But, that's but true. one of those. Yeah. One of those. We're not sure which one it was. Yeah, we'll be doing some after parties and yeah. some stuff like that. Uh, Grace exactly. Agenda. So uh, yeah. go to graceagenda.com and uh, and sign up um, today and come here. A number of uh, uh, speakers on uh, the, the significance, the potency, the power mm, mm. of education and training up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, graceagenda.com. We're really grateful to have with us uh, right now um, Siaka Mas I should have asked Masakua. about your, yeah, your, your last name. I didn't ask about the last name. Boom. He got it. He got it. Boom. Gabe got it. Gabe, Gabe got it. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe never gets it. I'm a linguist. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> Siak has been a Hollywood actor for over 15 years during COVID lockdowns. Uh, he saw all the chaos and lies being told by mainstream media, started speaking out. Uh, he now lives in North Hollywood with his wife, Charlotte, making music. On his free time, do you do you do UFC or you just watch UFC? Oh, I just I just watch oh. it. My knees and back are too old for that. Okay, uh, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, that was my that was my yeah. problem. My knees and my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I shadow box like a champion. Yeah, <laughs> looks like it's, it's, it looks great. Man, Siaka, thanks for coming on Cross Politics. 
Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's an honor to be here. I love it. Absolutely. So, um, just I mean, I think it would be helpful first of all just to hear a little bit of your story. Um, how 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 do you end up acting in Hollywood? Where where are you from? Did you were you born raised there, or or how you end up? There? I'm like, what mentally happened to you to <laughs> end up in, in Hollywood? Well, to be fair, I grew up a Democrat, so it oh. is something that. <laughs> it, it is what it is, um, but no longer. So I, I did find Jesus. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a, you know, I grew up, I was, I was born in upstate New York in Rochester and I grew up in uh, Chicago and slash Evanston, Illinois. Yeah. Um, I was raised, raised by a single mom, but I think uh, one of the, one of the biggest uh, saving graces, I guess, of the situation was that. Uh, she she was an immigrant, came here from Liberia, West Africa. So I had a lot of that family, strong family. Uh, you can do it. Like don't don't let anybody hold you down. In that perspective, mm-hmm. underlining my upbringing as opposed to some other people. Um, but you know, you're in school and you keep hearing that same narrative, and the world's against you, and white people in the South did this, and yeah. country people did that, and so it was still kind of like permeating in there um, if we can get enough <clears throat> i remember a statement you know they say one day we're just waiting for all the races to die off i remember that was something that was always kind of taught to me over and over but wow. yet when you wow. kind of what does that mean really right right but uh so you know i was going all through that i got a scholarship to play uh college football at the university of iowa yeah um and yeah and then i mean that was an amazing opportunity which uh for a while i i, I think i embraced it and then you know the darkness uh i i got caught up in alcohol and women yeah you know um fortunate enough that was the only two drugs that i that really held on to me i did it wasn't like you know marijuana or cocaine or anything it was legitimately alcohol and women and and part of that was because i wasn't having the same success that i was having in high school mm-hmm. and so to get that sense of ador- adoration from the populace, if you will, to kind of remind you who you think you are, uh, that I went down that path because it was instant gratification. Uh, you know, college football players, you got, you got, you know, the Idaho guy. What, what's his name again? Vandal, Joe Vandal, Joe Vandal, Joe Vandal, Joe Vandal right here. Joe Vandal, I'm yeah. sure he's got some interesting stories, but like you know, <laughs> the, things can be bad, and and you're away from your family, so you're away from that uh, safety net, and so it got it got pretty dark for a while there, and you know, it cost me my scholarship and cost me college to a certain extent, and wow. but at the same time, I found acting because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was actually going to be a history teacher uh-huh. because I loved his I love history and I love kids, so I was like, well, all right, I'm going to go teach kids history. Right? Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> and then I I, uh, I look and I, I go well, but I had all these books that had no pictures in them, so I was getting kind of as you can see on my walls, I do love comics. <laughs> yeah, and and so I opened up this book on the theater department and I put my finger down and said black action theater, and I thought oh this would be easy. I watched Blade one and two, I watched like <laughs> Action Jackson, yeah, all this stuff. I thought it would be a great go in there just watch it and yep. the and first Bill. day of this class. Yeah, Keith. Oh no, this is way before. I'm not. I'm actually older than I look. Well, I'm way before Keith Peel. Um, this is even right before Dave Chappelle's show came out. Oh okay. wow! Like, oh, yeah, kind of around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. So Shaft. Yeah. You know, those movies. Yes, sir. Um, and so I, I, I thought to myself, that'd be pretty easy. I get in there for day one of class, and this is a tall black dude from Harlem who has like an earring coming down in here, who has like. A, a shirt that's bu- unbuttoned all the way down to his midriff, if you will, like a leather a leather vest on, and 
fatigue, like army fatigue, pet cargo pants <laughs> and the fedora. And he comes in and he's like, everyone sit down. Welcome to Black Action Theater. You're going to write me. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> we're not watching movies, huh? <laughs> he came in, he came in so hard. And I was like, all right, well, okay, let's go. And, and it was something where it became, as we started to prepare, we write our own little scenes. It was the first time in my life that the preparation was just as fulfilling as the end result. Mm-hmm. You know, I hated practice as a running back to, I hated running to be in shape for it, but I knew I had to, so I could be good at it. Um, you know, I, I hated lifting for it because I know I needed it so I could be, you know, so I wouldn't get my body crushed. Right. Yeah. So, um, but this one in acting, it was the first time where I enjoyed reading the script, checking out the character, going in depth, um, writing, you know, little uh, exercises and, and skill sets in order to create the character, finding what works and what doesn't, and then mm-hmm. coming out performing and you are moved one way or another based on that was like, that just was yeah. all of that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so that that's how I, f- I really fell into it and became a theater major and 2004 came out to LA and started uh Still came out here with my same vices and, and, and troubles. Yeah, that didn't go away. Yeah. Um. Then you know, yeah, we started. I started uh, bartending and, and working in the restaurant industry and some stuff here and there. But I was still struggling with um, with alcohol, you know, and women. So did and, your was your mom? Was your family a Christian in Liberia? How did you become a Christian? And so in California, my, in Hollywood, I mean, God just don't work there, you know. <laughs> Well, you know what? I, in my experience, I think he works even harder than most people can realize because yeah. the darkness, you need something after a while. It's not just, it's not just, uh, it, it doesn't, right. it doesn't do, it, it's easier when you're in a place that sometimes can feel more comfortable. Right. When the darkness is hitting so heavy after a while, you, you just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, it, <clears throat> for me, my so my grandfather on my mom's side was the main pastor at the main church in Liberia. Okay. Where wow. our family's from. Okay. okay. So our family does have biblical teachings and groundings, but as we moved out here, um, you know, and I, and I think I always preface this by saying people are just doing the best they can by what they know. Mm-hmm. And the promises of whether we can talk about the feminist movement, the promises of, you know, you can do this by yourself, single mom, like those, those promises, um, they were glorified a lot more than they were actually realized. I think a lot of times. So we got here and we went to church, a Baptist church, up until probably I was uh, 11 or 12. But we yeah. were kind of just going because that's what you did, not because we were got, there. Got it. And it was when I started doing more sports in junior high, I was like, well, that's it. Yeah. Not to worry about it. So it was there okay. in theory, but it wasn't there in practice. And then we went away from it. And then <clears throat> I'm in school. Which kind of makes sense because we went, went, went away from it when I was 12. But it wasn't because we were like, I'm, I'm done with church. We hate it. It was like, it was more because I just started doing more things, started becoming more active. Right. And my mom's father passed when she was 12. Okay. So you see the the main person that was yeah. the, the main driving force of religion in the household was gone at the same time. We kind of started moving away from it in my time, yeah. you know, in my life. So having that there but it really was going to program and and seeking help from for my vice of, of alcoholism my disease okay wow. and once i did that i just started to see oh this is how it works like this is this is how it works you know like as especially for men's minds it's like well how does it work right 
and you start to see you break it down and and doing the, the 12 steps of AA everything in there is really working on your connection with a higher power I you know I call him God and now further in there I wanted to continue to find truth so as I saw it turn my life completely around come 180 degrees I'm like well God's really saved my butt mm -hmm. okay let me go further because of course the big book which is uh, uh it's in, inspired by the bible and, and bob bill and, and and bob are um you know they were they were christians themselves catholics right um and so you know that's the underlying purpose so then as I, my life is getting bigger as they call it in the program and I, I look around and i'm like well i want more truth then as the darkness starts to happen more and more in 2019 going into 2020 mm -hmm. you really start to start for more truth and that just kind of you know get me closer and closer to god then we went out to god speak over here in thousand oaks yeah. rob mccoy pastor yeah. rob mccoy oh we, yeah we had we and, had pastor rob on several times during the pandemic we had him on the show oh yeah, yeah. so rob rob in that church was in, in like instrumental in getting me just a bible in my hand to start reading it yeah because wow. it was august of 2020 my best friend asked me he goes hey do you want to go uh he, he said, he said, do you want to go uh, support this church that's been getting protested because they're staying open? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But we were supposed to go to Chino. We were supposed to go to Chino Hills to listen to Charlie Kirk, right? Okay. Oh, uh, like, yeah. And then where we live in North Hollywood is exactly like one minute off either way. So one's 44 minutes, 145. So the drive's not an issue. Mm -hmm. Then he tells me after I'm um, getting all charged up, he's like, but they're giving out, they may be giving out tickets. The sheriff's may be giving out tickets. So then... You know, I'm not that brave and bold yet. So, oh, it's going to cost uh, me something to follow well, Jesus? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was truly stand up. So I started kind of going, huh? Um, and, and I wasn't even, at that point, I hadn't like, I hadn't, I hadn't grabbed a hold of Jesus or believed that Jesus was my savior, but I believed in God. Okay. Yeah. I saw God work. Yeah. Um, and I asked him, but something came to my head. He says this, and I, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, man, I don't want a ticket. And I thought, hey, what would Jesus do? And I, that's what I asked him. I go, which church do you think Jesus would go to? He goes, oh, he'd go to the one that's that's being persecuted. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, I would have just say, like, wherever you feel safe and comfortable. Right. Like, that's, what I, that's what the man, the flesh yep. wanted. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. But he was saying, he just said exactly what it was. And it, it just, it was like, all right. Uh, which ended up being one of the best things that ever happened because you know i'm debating i've done street debates so i'm kind of like i'm people's you know we go back and forth and i'm going back and forth with these uh these individuals and as we're and i start to leave to go inside my friends already went inside but as i start to start to go there's this older white lady that was there walking behind me so i thought she knew where she was going so i said hey do you know where we're going she goes no i'm following you i'm like uh oh we're <laughs> you know blind following the blind but she told me she had just driven in that morning from Arizona because God told her she needed to be there for to help this church to help out in some way. Yeah, we go through the we go through the um, the, the 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 service and right after because they God speak to give you out a Bible if you don't have one. And right after she grabs her Bible, she opens it up. She goes, "You need to. I need to tell you this." She opens up to Ephesians. She points on there and she starts to, she wants to circle in mine, but instead stops herself, circles in my in hers, Ephesians 6, the armor of God. And she's like, you need to learn this. Find a pastor and go through this. Like God's telling me, you're going to need this. You're going to need this. And this is August of 2020. Wow. August of 2020. 
starting from September 17th of 2020, I was in, I was put on the censorship li list of the uh, Secretary of State here in California. Wow. Um, I was given a $300 citation just by doing a recall uh, table in West Hollywood. And then I got raided by the FBI. I got put <gasps> on the front of the cover of the LA Times wow. lying about that we shut down the, uh, the Dodger Stadium um, vaccine site, which we didn't. Wow. Um, and then even after the raid, my my face and name and everything was plastered over from Daily Mail all all the way in England, all the way here from Chicago Tribune. And like it's it's being blasted out. And it really hit me as time went on. I'm like, wow, I was being told right there. She said, God said, get up, come out here for a reason. Now we're sitting there and I can look back and mm. go, your reason, part of the reason was to get me to understand what battle was happening. Yeah. So that I don't sit there and, and not have friends that I think could have my back, not show up and think you're a bad person as opposed to, okay, it's it's a spiritual battle in a different space or, you know, at a different level than yeah. we've ever wow. seen. So what we, we had we had Rob McCoy on November twenty fourth, twenty twenty. So that was the first time we've had him on a couple of times, but that yeah. was the first time we had him wow. on. Wow, just yeah. a little yeah. little bit after that. So yeah. so what I mean, obviously you've got this like spiritual, you know. Um, trajectory in your life where you know you 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 know God was 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 starting to grab you, yank you out of your uh, your your sin, and 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 you're and you're yeah. and you're and you're coming to you yeah and you're coming to you're you're starting to go to church you're coming you're, you're finding you're, Jesus you're finding Christ yeah. uh -huh. but but you but obviously you know 2020 is this massive year for for our yeah. our nation I mean for the world frankly um, right what what. Tell us about that side of it. So, you know, you, you're the fact that you'd be maybe even talking to somebody, thinking about going to a church that's getting um, persecuted for still being open, getting fined and standing up against these lockdown orders. I mean, how do you get to the point where you even think that's like even an option? You know, um, the, the biggest thing was it was that summer of love. And, um, you know, since 2010, I grew up in Chicago, so... I, I met Michael Jordan when I was ten years old at a you know my big brother's yeah. poker party. I I, I met, then met his mom when I was a senior in high school. I used to go to the Bulls games, Bears games when they were champions, and I, I would that's you know I, like most people say, oh that's my city. Yeah. Right? And in 2010, Rahm Emanuel took over, and within that you know within a year of him being mayor, it was the most violent city, more violent than L.A. New York combined, and the numbers have just been going up. And, and like it kind of encapsulated, it kind of culminated in Jesse Smollier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of all the violence, of all the violence, and I think it's Juicy Smollett. So. <laughs> um, Juicy Smollett. But, Juicy Smollier. That's what that's what Dave Chappelle calls him. <laughs> Juicy Smollier. <laughs> yes, Juicy Smollier. Um, but but you know we're watching this, and that, and I've been keeping track of the numbers for years, that, and then that summer it hits. And we're seeing people being taken out at a rate that it, it was like people were playing Grand Theft Auto and they didn't have any care. Hmm. We were seeing kids, you know, under the age of 18, 19 being taken out middle of the day. Like people didn't care. These are predominantly black kids. Yeah. But yet we've heard nothing from BLM why they continue to burn down those same neighborhoods that are poor and destitute. Mm -hmm. The neighborhoods like I had when a, a six-month-old was shot and killed in a stroller around the corner from where my mom was living in the south side of Chicago. Oh. I said, all right, mom, you have to get out of there. Right. You need to leave. 
And all this time I'm watching, where's BLM when it comes down to standing up for the lives? I, I, and I already knew it was a scam, but it's like, this is just, more, it, it was such a, it was such a explosion of violence in the city of Chicago and accepted. And I have friends that still live there. A buddy of mine is a, a PD and he was told to stand down when a city was being burned down mm. by the mayor. Mm. While she was she was protected by cops on either end. Yeah. Not a got a guy who's twice as bad. Mm. So we're watching this happen. And then the, the other part of it was a fund was created by Hollywood, you know, big names to bail these people out around the country who were destroying cities. Yeah. And it just it, it just at that moment I thought to myself, all the things that I've worked for just to build this career out here in Hollywood and to be a working actor. 2020, 2019, that's all I was doing, right. being a working mm -hmm. actor, mm -hmm. which yeah. is, that's the dream, yeah. right? You want to hit that point. You don't want to be a bartender anymore. You don't want right. to work five other jobs just to do one acting gig. Right. That was the that was the main moment. And it hit me to a point where I was like, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. I was like, I just, I just, I didn't know what I, I was going to do in the sense of, okay, well, you know, you're going to be an actor later or whatever. I just knew I couldn't support this anymore and I couldn't be quiet about it anymore. And yeah, yeah, I just kind of started, I so, started getting louder and louder. But before I go to my next question, you want to get to an ad real quick? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, right. We got yeah. another ad. Got to read that. Ad. Um, <laughs> home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, where seeds are planted, meals shared, stories are told. Hmm. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world finding the home that's perfect for your family is a big job story real estate is moscow idaho's top real estate team they give people real estate advice actually all over the country family homes investments land new construction or commercial they know real estate if you've thought about a move to moscow or anywhere in the country reach out to get connected with a story real estate agent wherever you're going they can help guide you home visit story real estate com so siaka um it, there's like there's these beeps going off in our studio but that's it's it's just what it is this today so don't <laughs> no, no, I, I thought you didn't change the change the smoke detector no <laughs> no it's uh, just gabe's ipad it's it well, it's, is it my ipad or is it my computer oh maybe it's your it's computer my, i can't reach it <laughs> usually no. my computer's not controlling some of the studio but today notifications yeah oh well so um but you also are running for assembly now, or did that just happen? Or you got involved in politics and yeah. all this? Yeah. Well, it's it, it was the kind of thing that again I didn't know where it was going to go. But you know, twenty twenty, I started then going to the Trump rallies, and people would ask me to speak because I spoke at one thing, and then it, it, you know get caught up in the moment in a way of that I have a skill set by being an actor to be able to speak in front of people and then, you know, connected with my passion for this country and a passion for the Lord, it, it kind of made sense. But like between 2020 and 2021, in my speech, I would, I kept saying, Hey, if you are sick of what you're seeing, run for local office, mm -hmm. if you're sick of what you're seeing, run for, be the mayor, be the city council member, this, that, and the other. But people would ask me, are you going to run? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, kind of an actor. Waka waka. That's kind of what happened to me a little so, bit. Yeah, it did, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. But but something, it started to hit me mm -hmm. um, 
when people would then reach out to me on Instagram was like, hey, I'm running for mayor because of what you said. Thank you. Right. Hey, I'm running for city council. Hey, they were doing it. And I'm starting to go. It was more shame, to be honest with you. It was like, wow, how can I tell others to do something that I'm not even willing to do? Right. And looking around, uh, a few uh, movements happened. A friend of mine, Rachel Gunther, with Patriot Precinct Project, was like, you know, hey, we think you should. We think you should try to run. Mm-hmm. You should run on your area. We have assembly that's open. There was no one running against her. I'm like, well, hey, why not? Let's go. I have a little support behind me. I can see what's going on. I can knock on doors. And at and the things that I found out here, I I would just implore every person, every Christian listening to this. Everyone if, should run for something in your neighborhood, and you'll realize how much more people connect with what you believe and what yeah. you what you want for this country. And you'll start to, to see they're starving for this message. Mm-hmm. They just don't get it. Yeah. And like you said, we joked earlier, right? It's like, oh, you found you found God out in, in Hollywood. That's crazy. It's like where if people are hurting, this is the triage right here. This is this is the mash unit right here. Yeah. Right. People are out here with limbs off going, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, and and the only people that now are coming in, you know, to help them, help them are the ones that go, oh, just cut off your other arm. Trust me, you'll be fine. Right. We'll let the government take care of you. Right. So I've just learned in that run is that we've advocated the spaces. Mm-hmm. And that's where the that's turnaround's right. gonna be. It's not gonna be because they should do the right thing, whoever the they you know are and is mm-hmm. in our head. Yep. We advocated the spaces. So we need to bust our butts to get back into these spaces. Yeah, that's in right. All levels. And, and now, what's the what's the numbers in your area? I know in our area, about thirty percent or so Republicans. It'll fluctuate. Thirty to forty percent of Republicans will get out and probably vote in our city. Um, and, so we had. <laughs> and if, sorry, and if, sorry, and if no, that's okay. And if if actually like something, I think the numbers like sixty percent would actually get out and vote. We would control our mayor and our city council. And right now we're exactly. we're in this we're in this. Um, blue dot in a red state. We're in Idaho, and our our city yeah. is is controlled by the leftist, and they're they're very cultish, and they do cultish things. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, but but conservatives largely are like chilling at home or not involved or not engaged, and so we just kind of give the city over to them. It's crazy. We actually have the exactly. numbers. We actually have the numbers. That's exactly. what's crazy about it. That's and that's that's the other side it's it, i was having this conversation when now i'm going to um again running does then starts to show you and helps you to kind of again not to turn off certain arguments but to move away from arguments that don't really matter and one example i'll give you is the idea of the cheating in the election evil is going to evil so they will cheat any way they can but if we have about 12 and a half to 13 percent conservatives show up here in los angeles county alone to vote is it easier or harder for the cheat to happen right mm. right that's right so we can't even hit 50 percent. i don't want to hear you complain about their cheating right. because we can't even get a number out that that's that at least shows that the cheating is that it has to go over the top yeah so we need to uh, you know i liken it sports right we need to get our equipment sharpened and tightened first before we still we we want them to play fair, if you will. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's again, Christians get back in it, but, but there's so many holes within the Republican game and, and playbook mm-hmm. that before we start to hope that that side does well or we get a chance to win, we need to start fixing these holes. Our boats sinking not by because of them, mm-hmm. but because of us. Yeah. And that's the easier win that you can get too. It's easier to win that way as opposed to believing. How do we stop them? 
always working on how to stop them right. will not get you anywhere. Right. How do you, how are you better? How are you greater? How can we yeah. get up? And now you're big enough to chest up, you know, yeah. to be a barrel chest to say, you ain't going to take the space anymore. Right. But we have to shift our mindset in that. You know, one of the, uh, um, I'm struggling with president Trump right now. Oh yeah. Um, mm. I, I largely, um, I mean, of course I'm my ideal candidate. He, you know, um, uh, is Exodus, uh, uh, 18 where Jethro says you need to elect, um, candidates or you need to elect leaders over your city who, um, uh, don't lie, hate covetousness and love the truth. Right. Like that's the, like, that's the bare minimum qualifications. Well, I can't find a politician that, um, doesn't lie. Um, I I can't find a I can't it almost is right I can't fall, find a politician who who um, hates covetousness I mean all our politicians want our money and I can't find a uh, a candidate who's like you know who I trust cares more about the truth than anything else um, I, that's my bare minimum for the qualifications of who I want to be voting for in as a candidate um, and and but President Trump I didn't vote for him in 2016 I did vote for him in 2020. Um, I didn't vote for him in 2016 because like he didn't meet any of those qualifications and he bare, he really doesn't steal. Um, and, uh, but, uh, he picked some battles and showed me some things that I thought he was fighting some things that needed to be fought in our, in our current climate, which is why I voted for him in 2020. Um, I'm still not like excited about like that principled vote there. Right. You know, I still, yeah. <laughs> I, I still feel like I'm like having to fudge my principle to vote for him still. Um, and now here we are coming up on another election and, um, I keep wanting to get away from Trump, but then, um, he keeps doing things like, well, I, I feel like, I mean, he got arrested or, you know, he got indicted and I'm indicted. like, I'm like, he's still fighting. The, he's still fighting some major battles. I mean, he, you know, he's still, and they, and, and just, and that like, he's, he's like catnip where like the leftists yeah. like are so, so infuriated <laughs> at him yeah and they go crazy over well, he's him. Also, he's also their news cover. Because if they don't, they, you know, when they talk about it, the last two days, Trump Trump was indicted, right? Yeah. It was a big hoopla. Yep. And at that same time, we just saw Leo DiCaprio was on the stand speaking about a Chinese multi-billionaire who, who paid about $30 million to the Obama campaign in 2012 illegally. Leo DiCaprio was on the stand saying this. Mm-hmm. So we're, and that's. Yeah. No where, where's that? Well, Nothing, that, right? The Nobody's same day Trump, that. that's a real thing. Yeah. The same day Trump got indicted, Stormy Daniels lost to Trump and and the judge ruled in his favor that Stormy owes right. him 100 over $130,000. Right. Like that wasn't reported. It's just on. a cover. Yeah. It is yeah. just a cover. That's all it is. And you know what the Trump thing, I, I would say like this to a lot of people, you know, as, as conservatives in general, right now they're saying Trump or DeSantis you know, pick whoever you want to pick, but there's no there's no need to argue and fight over it because all that is is fodder for the left. That's all that is. Um, I look at Trump right now as Trump is the guy that he is, in a sense, he is us. He's the average American, and the way they're treating him is what they want to do. The uh, what they want to do. Hundred percent. I face I part that. of what they already did to us. Right. Yeah. Right. I've, I've I was rated. He was rated. For uh-huh. what? Nothing. 
right? Yeah. And then there's other people that are in jail still yeah. to this day for what? Nothing. We saw a video for walking around with escorts. Right. You know, escorts meaning police escorts, right. not the other but, but, but you know. Well, they're both kind of the same at that so point. Like, when, when you get tried for January 6th, yeah. you're, you're walking with a hooker one way or another. You know. Yeah, yes, you're, you're right. No, you're, 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 you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So it's like you, you look around and, and to me what Trump represents, because again, I, I have my I have my reservations about things that I, I believe he should have done while he was still in sure. power for the January Sixers for you know the you know the vaccine and jab. Yeah. He's just right now such an example. And I don't know, everyone's compromised by money in some way, shape, or form, but his money is at least his own. And you can know where it's coming from where money right now being moved around with some of these candidates they come from the same people who are connected with taking out kennedy you know who are connected with yeah. you know yeah. mm -hmm. giving hugs and and, and s several deals to china and saudi arabia so right it's like yeah we can get excited about certain moves but where is the money coming from and they showed us so much that they cannot have this guy in the party i'm like no Something about that needs to come back. If he gives a chance, if you know, if if he has it, but he needs to be back in there in my mind because they didn't want him so much. Yeah. Because they didn't want him so much, he needs to be in there because <sighs> he took away their money laundering scheme in Ukraine and in Afghanistan and the Paris Climate Accords and the Iranian deal. Because he took away that, because he stopped the caliphate over in Syria so that we can actually remove our troops from more, you know, mobster type of rule that the America has been famous for right. since, you know, since it took Kennedy out. That means something. And that we talk about the globalists and the one world, new world order that means that he's against that in my mind so that's that's where i look at the importance of it what are we getting what are we buying for or what are we getting for if we don't purchase trump yeah what comes with something you, are, you, are you gonna are you gonna run again um I don't, i'm not sure yet right now because in working in leadership uh there's a lot of there's a lot of holes and i've seen some more latitude to help fill those holes okay when it comes down to our pre precinct operation running properly whether it comes down to speaking around just the county and the state the lower half because we need to just we need to know each other we need to connect we just know we can pick up the phone and give a call out to cross politics and get two or three people of our candidates on there like this yeah man because that's what the left has yeah and my skill set is in meeting shaking hands and kissing babies in that sense but mm -hmm. um I don't know. I don't know. They, there's again, like, like next time we get everything running and now we have an, a machine going that's a little more active. Yeah. I throw my name in a hat and we still have holes. It's like, all right, well, I got to plug in and play here. I got to I got to try to, to keep this thing going. So we'll, well, we'll see. We'll, well, it's, yeah, it's great to guy. great to meet you, man. That's right. I uh, really, appreciate really it. appreciate uh, hearing some of your story. And uh, thanks for standing up for a bunch of normal folk and giving your voice uh, <laughs> to us. And uh Keep up the good work, and um, now I got to go find some, you know, something that you acted in. I was looking up uh, while we were talking, yeah. like, w what's a show where I can watch you? Check, well, check out. Uh, so I did the Babylon B. California's move to Texas. I don't know if you've seen that, those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, episodes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it. You yeah. did that? Yeah, you should check it out. We did six episodes. Okay. Um, 
people loved it, so it got a really great feedback. Joe Rogan ended up retweeting it. Okay. Um, you can check out uh, on Rumble. We have I have a sketch comedy group I've been working with for the last three years now called What the Fact. Okay. It's just comedy. Yeah. Um, we're on Rumble channel, so look us up. What the Fact is just comedy there. Okay. We just signed a deal with uh, Lore TV. Lore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that. So you know Marcus Pittman lives in our town. We know we go way back with Marcus. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Marcus and Jason and yeah. all those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah, our boys. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna well then get the word out for Lore because we mm -hmm. need Lore to work so that we can yep. create our own um, streaming yep. service for this. So we have our comedy on there. Yeah. You can see what we've been doing for the last few years, and uh, yeah, you can go back and check me out on, on some old Netflix stuff if you want. But we don't need to get in there. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> great. Like, and, like, and do you have a website for people to just want to keep up with you or or Twitter handle yeah, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, you can find me. Well, find me on my socials at uh, Siaka underscore Massaqua on Instagram, Siaka Massaqua on YouTube, um, Twitter, and um, and Truth, uh, and Facebook as well. Also, you can then find me at, um, uh, uh, oh, I was lost last one. Also, follow us at Hollywood for Freedom. Hollywood for Freedom. That's number four, freedom.com. We're creating a database for uh, pr uh, professionals here in the industry in Hollywood that are Christian conservatives or just sick of not being able to tell their stories. Yeah. So that individuals like Cross Politics, you guys want to do a movie, you can get high level actors, producers, Ooh. writers, directors Ooh. from Hollywood who, who want to work with you. So check us out. Hey. Hollywood number four freedom. Hey, that's Thanks, awesome. Yaka. Appreciate you. Uh, you get two closing. Thank you guys. Yeah, two closing, two closing, closing songs. Yeah, because yeah, so when Gabe's running the show. That, that's what you get. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them until next uh, Friday. We're actually here, here tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Go love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Knox, get back in the studio. Yeah, get back here, man. Joe Vandal's so boring. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.